los luchadores. This is Lucha Classica, number 12. I am Vandal Drummond, and uh, I'm with Alfredo Esparza, the brains behind the operation. I think we should stop numbering these podcasts, because I think once we get to a certain number, we're just not going to remember it. We're gonna, <laughs> this is number 12. We're is still at the, 12, so we're still this good. This is the, uh, okay, this will be the Sangre Chicana edition. Yes. Uh, another one every, will be the... Uh, every Lucha Classica will be a Sangre Chicana edition. Because <laughs> he's so cool. Because yeah. he is the coolest. Yeah. I, I watched a six-man where he was still a Technico. It's one you uploaded recently. Uh-huh. And he's teaming with baby faces Mocho Cota and La Fiera, which I didn't know Mocho Cota did a run as a Technico. Yeah, it's even we even talked about it on this. <clears throat> and way back when, in uh, you know the eighties, whenever I'd see some of these Rudo beatdowns, you know I'd kind of be dismissive of them because you know that I was young, immature, and just thought Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid were the bomb and that that was what wrestling should be. Well, you, you know when you go on on YouTube and since I post all these videos mm-hmm. and I know other people have posted this stuff but like you see comments and it's always like like a comment like oh he took two pile drivers and he won with a drop kick or he won with a with a with a suplex and I'm like dude this was like in 1983 84 that's di- yeah. different like they're not they're not doing like these amazing I, finishers where yeah. you know a 450 splash they weren't doing this sort of stuff I love it when people are so amazed that certain holds holds or moves didn't exist 30 yeah. 40 yeah. years ago I mean but the little smart aleck rem- remarks exactly like I like can you picture Strangler Strangler Lewis doing a caber door yeah 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 you know he's not gonna do a flying body press uh, what I loved was the whole beatdown psychology and, and something I never paid attention uh, is how they're beating down the baby faces you know of course they Pearl Harbor them first and another baby face gets in they beat him down and the baby faces just can't get in and then finally when all three baby faces get free of the Rudos grasp and are ringside 
and they've been separated and they can get a clean start, the audience pops like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like the hot tag where they come in with their fists drawn and an angry face. It's just they physically got away from the Rudos who were ganging up on them and the crowd just goes nuts like, oh, they got away. Now they're going to come back in and kick their ass. Yeah. And then the other thing is uh, just, again, hearing the crowd... The one man, the one name they're shout, shouting was Chicana, Chicana, Chicana. You know, the cool thing also is the crowds. Like, so many more people back then. Like now, Yes! I mean, it's not, it's not, I'm not even like degrade, like putting down CMLL, because I think overall, every promotion isn't getting the same amount of people. Absolutely. But it's like, back then, you were getting like a lot of people at shows that were like bigger arenas. You know, now you get a good crowd at PWG, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm talking about like the bigger arenas where sometimes you, you see the even raw, like they might have been a ten thousand seat arena, and they're not even filling up that right now. Yeah, which you know, but it's it was so it, homo- yeah. well, it's homogenized. Maybe yeah. it's just because I'm old, but it is homogenized. Also, when you see fans just flood ringside to get autographs, mm-hmm. that I mean, you don't yeah, see now, that well, anymore. Well, now you can't because there's a barricade. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Which might be why. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's yeah. It's a different world we mm-hmm. live in. Also, like. We live, we live in a world where like you can't live events are are very protected. yeah you have to worry if you're gonna get blowed mm. up or something you know i mean it it is yeah it, it, it is too bad yeah it's a shame yeah so i should probably start i should mention that um before we get to the i've been posting like you said posting some videos i'm probably gonna i was gonna only put them up on for the patreon members but i kind of figured for patreon Maybe one or two people would view them because I think most of them, right. all, most of the Patreon members already are like familiar with a lot of this stuff, and I figure it's easier for them to ch- just to go on YouTube rather than it being like private or yes, you know, um, unlisted. It's easier for you just to go on YouTube and find it on my channel, and that's it. I'm just posting all that stuff. There's some stuff that's already on YouTube that's I'm posting on my page on my channel but it's it's already there but i figure you know might as well i already have it might as well put it up again keep it in a keep it in a logical like order otherwise i'll be all messed up thinking that you i don't want to get a scramble yeah yeah you know because you know i i go by dvd and it's yeah. like i don't want to mess up and like have something repeated on there and now would be a good time since this is the preview portion of uh lucia classica uh to tell the people listening to the free preview how they can attain a subscription to Lucha Classica. Well, they just Patreon. go on, yeah, they just go on patreons.com slash Lucha World. Um, you sign up, $3 reward or $5 reward. You get this podcast, you get um, write-ups of magazines, Lucha magazines that I translate. Um, you're going to be translating the other, the, the Japanese magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, oh, you're just, you're gonna translate the after mags. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go through the uh, Jimmy Suzuki school of translation. When we went to when I went to Tijuana with Dave Meltzer in 1990, um, you know, since Dave wrote down all the results, Jimmy Suzuki was there taking photos, and he said, "Oh, hey, Jimmy, I have all the results for you. Uh, you know, since you're gonna send them to the magazine." He says, "Oh, not necessary. I make up." <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and uh, probably an ex- another podcast. I've been thinking of doing like another podcast just to add to that. Excellent. Um, we'll talk about it afterwards. But you got it. I'm, I'm now. <laughs> I have some. Well, you might you might not be doing it for a while. You might do it later on when when yeah. when. Well, I'm you know, still yeah. excited. Yeah, and about you it. might be. Well, actually, that might be the one you might prefer doing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, 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 it'll probably be more about a, a um, 
probably wrestling like TV shows and stuff like that. Since you know we don't, I have so much wrestling TV, and there's a lot of stuff online mm-hmm. that um, I think we've seen it. Maybe we haven't seen it. It'd be kind of fun just to go through and like recap it. There's a whole treasure chest of stuff, yeah, wrestling related. Yeah, that, that isn't specifically. Yeah, because I, I think yeah, because I think a lot of people just go based on order. They'll go through nitros, mm-hmm. or they it's the first time they watch them and they don't they're not familiar with who the guys are, um, and we kind of are more, a little more familiar with everybody. Because mm-hmm. I mean, unlike I, it's not it's not. I think there are some people who really like follow certain wrestling, but they only stick to that one type of wrestling. Like they'll watch yes. New Japan and that's it. Mm-hmm. They'll watch WWE and that's it, and they'll do a podcast devoted to WWE. They might have a show where they'll have like a guest talk about like lucha, and then you're do like this has happened to us where it's like, and you've done it with like Brian Alvarez where you're talking about lucha and he has no idea what you're talking about. So it's like, you yes. know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit awkward to be feeling like you're out of place doing that podcast, which is why I don't do a lot of podcasts because I always like I like to know who I'm talking dealing with, mm-hmm. and like if you've heard me do other people's podcasts, it's always with somebody that I know is familiar with the stuff right. that I'm talking about. But it's like, it's really awkward to be doing a podcast and it's like, they don't like interact with you. Yeah, it's like the extreme example. And this, of course, is way pre-podcast era when uh, I think it was Bill Apter in the late 80s was putting out uh, some some, like mini magazine that was kind of like a wrestling, kind of mimicking wrestling observer. I never saw an article myself, but I remember... uh, uh, Dan Farron reading some of the stuff he wrote. That, when was this? This was like late 80s or 1990. Oh, that little newsletter? newsletter yes. They did? Yes, I, I have one. Remember I told you I have one? Yes, I'll, I'll have yes to, I I'll thought look, you did. I'll have to look for it and show, show it to you. Well, he had reached out. I think I might have shown it to you like years ago. Possibly. I'd love to see yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was when the wind tapings were going on. and Wind taping results were on there? Yeah, and they said... Uh, well, actually, this was kind of cute. Crazy 33 appeared, and he says, whatever happened to Crazy's number thirty uh, 1 through 32, which I thought was kind of funny, but then he said the most... Yeah, you should have told... You know, it would have been awesome if you would have told me this when I talked to Bill Apter. Mm-hmm. I should have told him, oh, um, you, you mentioned this on your newsletter back in 1990. 1990 um, well, I have an update on all the crazy... 31 oh my God, crazy one through 31 that would be golden that would be golden but the he's a really most, nice guy though he's a I, great guy yeah. no i like bill after but and who knows even if this was him writing the entire newsletter yeah. but then blue demon jr was on one of the wind tapings um and they said and blue demon jr and then parentheses like we're supposed to believe there was a blue demon senior <laughs> <laughs> you would think he would know that I would think he would too, yeah. and I think, he, or if somebody else was writing it, I think he would know to Someone take a look and yes. say, "Hey, wait a minute." Well, this uh, was be- before the this was really before the internet oh, yeah. kicked yeah. off. So, but I mean, they have results and stuff. I'm pretty sure Blue Demon worked in the U.S. and they had results of him at one point. I'm guessing yeah, they. I, I think they did because I remember they might have covered um, his retirement because in uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated they used mm-hmm. to have this section where they would talk about like stuff outside of the U.S. They would talk about Japan. Mm-hmm. So they would talk about Misawa. They talked about Mexico. They actually talked about Hijo Santo and Somebody else must have written the article. Yeah. He just didn't yeah, so, pay attention to yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think he cared anyway. So. Oh, no, no. He's Bill Lapper. He's laid yeah. back. Yeah. He's, 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 you know, he's a good guy. One of, one of 52 issues every year. <laughs> Who's really going to care? So speaking of issues, 
Today we're going over an old issue of what was probably the most popular Lucha Libre magazine in history, Lucha Libre. Yes. <laughs> I'm kind of curious why they came. Well, you know, I could understand like uh, it being called Lucha Libre in Mexico, but it's like it just seems it's weird to write it out that way. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Lucha never, Libre. <laughs> I've never seen a wrestling magazine just called Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or Peru, whatever the ver- what it would be in Japan. Maybe in Japan, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. you never know. Uh, yeah. And you know, they had such an amazing collection of weekly mags. There was El Halcón. There was yeah. Boxy Lucha. Uh, Arena Boxy Lucha, which I think was the same thing, but it was like a different, a little more in depth yeah. than the yeah. s- uh, straight. Because one of them gave us results, the other one kind of winged it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I, th- if, I think the Arena de Boxy Lucha is the one where with the results, right? Results, and I loved it because they would cover just these little towns you never yeah. heard of in this little tiny like five hundred seat arena, and it's, yeah. those are really fun to go through. But Lucha Libre was probably not the most in depth magazine. But it was the most popular. Yeah, it, it it had a lot of rumors, like gossip and rumor stuff. That was basically like it would have the loot, the the wrestling stuff, like two results, like two like uh whatever. It's like recaps of two shows. Like in the seventies, one UWA and one yeah, and email, and then they would have like five or six interviews, mm-hmm. which I don't. Maybe it's possible. It's I'm guessing they did interview the people because they're if they're in Mexico City, there's so many people that they could interview. But um, and then the rest of it is just gossip. Yeah. It's like a lot of gossip. Like some of it doesn't really make sense. An occasional trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of it's like, like they would give you trivia like, like today uh, in 1968, uh, someone won a a title and they wouldn't give you like the, the, the year. (laughs) It it would just have you like a half of the, like certain portions of it. Yeah. Like uh, I'm going to, the issue we're covering today was from 1986. It featured April 27th. April 27, 1986. April 27, 1986. My dyslexia has returned. I missed you, dyslexia. Issue number 1160. Mocho Kota and Lafiera on the cover. A very cool, almost... Yeah. A very Halloweenish looking pick of them. And, and you know, the funny thing is, like, they have the names on the wrong person. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> which, which cracks me up, because this, this, this magazine's name is Lucha Libre. You would think they would get this right, right? I mean, come on. You would think so. And the funniest thing is... Uh, and this was consistent for years. You would see somebody on the cover, but they wouldn't necessarily have any coverage in the magazine. Well, you know, that's the thing. Like, the Mochocota and La Fiera, they turned babyface mm-hmm. for the, like, around this time period in, in Mexico. And if you look through the entire thing that I, re, that I, I, rewrote, I wrote, mm-hmm. uh, recapped or whatever you want to call it, um, <laughs> there's basically just other people talking about that. The, the one match with La, La Fiera versus Sangre Chicana, and I think there's another match mm-hmm. that they're involved in, but there really isn't, like, there's no, like, feature on them. Like, there's no feature on them right. turning. Like, there's no interview it's with them. It's almost like they, they get your interest, and then they say, well, that's it. Yeah, here's these other people that I'll talk about. Here's Giancaras. <laughs> what are his thoughts on these guys? Here's um, uh, Super Machina. What's your thought among all these other people that, that you're feuding with? Who do you think? What do you think of these rivals? It's like People Magazine as compared to something like Vanity Fair, which is going to do this in-depth yeah. investiga- investigative journalism. Wow, my addiction is worse than ever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the Lucha Libre is more like the People Magazine where you get a one-page write-up of something. Yeah. And, uh, well, we are talking about the trivia, and I know we're gonna we will go in order, but uh, the trivia that I think you and I both 
got the biggest kick out of uh, was a little uh, <laughs> a little note. A little one sentence, yeah, a little yeah, note yeah. saying, "Martine Lucero makes more money working at a gas station than wrestling, <laughs> but he doesn't plan to quit wrestling." This that is just like cracks me up, you know, and that's that's like the the wrestling uh, way of thinking, you know, like. How many wrestlers have we met over the years that they have these really good paying jobs? Yes. And they can't leave wrestling. Like, they always have this hope that they're going to get that big shot, you know, or or not even just the big shot. There's some guys who just enjoy doing just doing enjoy doing wrestling. Oh, absolutely. The ones who just enjoy doing it, I can dig. The one yeah. who thinks there's something up the road, those are a little sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but You would think, like, the normal person would have quit. Yes. <laughs> wrestling and just got more hours working at the gas station but this guy would rather do both 